Everybody sees what's going on in Palestine right now. I just want to give blessings to my people out there. That's the real fight. What do you think about the police? Okay, so this is Inner City Left Podcast. I am Amin TMK alongside with Lil Tanky and Keita the Muscle. Uh, this is all about leftist news, culture, uh, geopolitics, grassroots, all those good things. You can follow us on Instagram at Inner City Left. Um, this is our first podcast as Inner City Left, um, formerly Public Pulse, formerly Exit the Matrix. Y'all know we like to switch our brand up here and there. Um, but the content has not changed, right? I mean, we're still talking, we're still talking our shit. Uh, we're still speaking on, um, like I said, the leftist movement. Um, so we, we've been thinking about how we want to re-enter back into the space, right? So I thought it might be a good idea to speak about, um, because I see that there's this uh, general uh, opinion that, you know, lots of bad things are happening in other countries. There's, you know, Iraq and Iran and, uh, you know, Uganda and Qatar and everyone's pointing fingers at China and Russia and it's like America. <laughs> Worry about yourself. Worry about yourself. Worry about your motherfucking Worry self. about yourself. Worry um, about yourself. That's pretty much what our, our conversation is going to be today. Do y'all have any things you want to say, anything you want to say to the people before we get this thing started? Okay, they don't have anything to say. <laughs> they're quiet people, y'all. Yeah, they're quiet people. But when we start getting talking about politics, they'll have something to say. So um, I wrote a couple things down here because I think we've already spoken about this a lot. Um, Bricks, okay? Uh, Changing the world. Would you mind Would you mind giving a brief overview of Bricks, either um, muscle or uh, tanky? I mean, <clears throat> as a uh, proponent of inner city left, where we, you know, coming up from Bricks... Nah, bricks is actually all white bricks. Yeah, it is. Um, (laughs) All white bricks. That's the inner city left shit. Anyway, keep going. Right. Um, You know, it's an economic and cultural alliance that is kind of uh, all about protecting their status in the world, right? Like also rejecting American hegemony. So, what does bricks stand for? Brazil, Russia, India. China and South Africa, right? Now, these populations together represent close to, no, more than half of the world's population. Easily more than half. Yeah, more than half. India and China China are half of the world's population. So, you know what I'm saying? Think about what happens when these European nations, which, I mean, America represents less than 13% of the global economy. I'm sorry, the global population. population. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> Way more than that in the, in the economy, but not for long, maybe. Um, but when they put out these sanctions, they say, well, if you do business with these countries, we won't do business with you. Right. But some of these are really big countries and you can't bully everybody. BRICS is a whole new way of imagining uh, how we can move through the world. Think about it as an, uh, an alternative more to the G7 than, say, an it's alternative to NATO. To, to the G7. Right. You know, I mean, it's a, uh, <clears throat> an alliance and a, uh, uh, a, um, a financial alliance, you know what I'm saying? People, you know, get this money, get this money. And uh, that's what they're doing right now. So I just wanted to talk a little bit about BRICS, unless you had anything you wanted to throw in there, um, Muscle. Well, well, I I just want to say this last thing about BRICS. What's important about BRICS is 
though they don't represent half of the world's economy, they are a significant and uh, unignorable part. So when you're talking about an alliance like BRICS, <clears throat> an economic and cultural alliance, when a nation like Russia gets sanctioned by the West, uh, but you still have alliance in BRICS, okay, that means that you're not going to be sanctioned in a way that will affect you doing business with, say, Brazil or, say, India or, say, China or, say, South Africa. And uh, you have other countries trying to come on to this BRICS thing. <clears throat> Iran wants to be part of BRICS. Um, Saudi Arabia wants to be part of BRICS. This is all really important because these people are de-dollarizing. And I'll come, I'll come uh, to a little bit more of that on my section just a little bit. Well, yeah, great point because I wanted to, to bring this up. So um, <clears throat> uh, this is an article I'm reading right here. The BRICS Alliance is exploring the creation of an innovative currency with plans to share proposals on the, its establishment at the forthcoming summit in South Africa. Um, speaking at the St. Petersburg International Economic Forum in New Delhi, India on Thursday, um, one of the spokesmen said that the plan is initially a transition to use domestic currencies in transactions, then introduce and circulate a digital or alternative form of a groundbreaking currency in the near future. Now, I wanted to bring this up because God, I don't think the American dollar was doing very well. It needs to get some cough drops or some tussing, something in there. And um, I think there's a lot of, again, just to go back to the America, worry about yourself. Like, worry about yourself. There's a lot of finger pointing about, like, individuals in America about, like, what is happening. But, like, while that's happening, the rest of the governments and sovereign nations are, like, figuring out what they're supposed to do. And what are we doing here in the United States? We're funding wars. We're funding the police. We're bailing out banks that make incredibly risky decisions and because of that, you're starting to see... Hey, yo, but it's unconstitutional to bail out students that were bullied into going to college and taking ridiculous fucking loans. Yeah. <laughs> These motherfuckers put 15% of this quarter's earnings on fucking, uh, let's just say, um, specious motherfucking crypto bets and shit. Good God. And then the shit go wrong. Well, you guys shouldn't be out of your money. The FDIC is supposed to only cover private individuals. And only up to 100000 I think it's 250000 but either oh, way. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's irrelevant in the grand scheme of how much money these people have in banks. When you have $30 million or $20 million in a bank, I'm sure 100000 to 250000 is not the big Yeah, just it. enough to buy yeah. your son a fucking uh, BMW before you kill yourself. <laughs> you jump out the window like they was doing on, uh, what was that? Um, Shoot yourself in the head twice and <laughs> jump out the window. Yeah, there you go. They committed suicide. Um, so, yeah, so Bricks, um, you know, we're going to be talking about BRICS for a long time. So I just wanted to bring that to everyone's attention because at the end of the day, if America doesn't worry about itself, about we're going to stay in this situation. Um, so I'm just going to keep it moving with my little things here. Uh, I just wanted to talk again about the Ukraine war. From what we're hearing, from the information that we follow, looks like a completely hopeless uh, outcome. We said, we said this shit before the war got started. I mean, if y'all are paying attention... Motherfucking inner city left called this shit before it happened. Like two years ago. Prepared y'all for this shit, and then niggas were like Pikachu face and shit. Huh? What the fuck? Why would they do this? When the fact is, Russia had almost a million troops on the border on the eve of the fucking uh, Hillary Clinton, uh, Donald Trump election because they assumed it was gonna go hot then because everybody just knew there was no way Donald Trump's simple ass was really gonna win. And everyone knew that Hillary Clinton was one of the most devious women in the game. And uh, she had it out for Russia from jump. Um, so 
Ukraine is a war that can't be won. Okay, we we know this. Uh, everybody in what would happen if Mexico went to war with the United States? I mean, you're talking about a lesser power versus a greater power. Now, look, guys, this isn't diminishing Mexico as a country. If you don't understand the the the, the jargon, lesser power versus uh, greater power, uh, you know that's a whole other podcast. But just Google the shit. Shout out to Mexico for sure. Shout out so to, Mexico. Love to Mexico. Um, so so it's, it's it's it can't be won. But here we are continuing. We're sending. Tanks. We're sending billions of dollars. Billions um, of dollars. That can't go to making money off the losses. Fixing Ohio's train derailments. Wasn't there just a chemical spill in Ohio? Ohio's going through it. How is that going to help Boeing's fucking quarterly earnings? <laughs> it's not. It's not. Um, so yeah, I mean, we we could talk. About, you know, the rail, uh, the the rail disasters are our conversation for real. You know, but um, again, when you're sending. Not not only are we sending hundreds hundreds of billions of dollars to Ukraine, we're still spending hundreds of billion dollars on the military in general. Like it's like here's some money for the military and some extra for Ukraine. So what you're seeing is this war is destabilizing the global economy. It's interrupting the grain shipments. It's and and, and it's a huge loss of life. Remember we talked about this. Anybody the age of 21 to 50 had to, uh, drafted drafted immediately. So then what is a civilian? Exactly, exactly. But, um, you, you know, you're f- this is going to be, no matter what is said, this is going to be Biden's, like, legacy, right? Spending all this money in Ukraine. Now, this is what makes it crazy. You can make an argument that his legacy is letting millions of Americans die of COVID. I mean, but apples and oranges, right? Apples and peaches. Yeah, they're already <laughs> running articles that it's saving on Social Security because he let all the seniors die. Dear God, eugenics. Yeah. But see, that's the Nazi shit that connects all these motherfuckers right. together. Right. At the end of the day, they want to kill the what do they call them? Undesirable. Less desirable. Less yeah. Um, yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm gonna just wrap this up because, like I said, there's a million things I want to talk about. Um, you're destabilizing this region. You're doing all these things. The war cannot be won. You you know, t- uh, so many Ukrainians have died. Many of them were not uh, soldiers. That many of them were probably playing video games and watching a Great British Bake Off. You know, uh, three months before this war started. Um, but you destabilize the region. Uh, there is no—Zelensky uh, is basically saying, hey, Americans are going to have to come here and fight and die. We know that's going to be uh, a World War III situation if they put troops on the ground in that way. But here we are in a country right now that is reeling uh, economically. We're still in this war. And what do I hear all the time? I hear all kind of, well, Putin and this and Russia to stop this and all it is. And it's like— China is trying to get Ukraine and Russia to end the war. And how is that going to happen? Russia is going to keep Crimea, which there was never in question, and the Donbass area. Which are all ethnically Russian. And look, let me prepare you get motherfuckers for this too, right? Because it's not over. They're going to lose Odessa too, okay? They're Russian-speaking. Uh, I mean, fucking Tolstoy writing about fucking Odessa a hundred fucking years ago, man. I mean, y'all need to stop acting like y'all don't know this ain't Russian. You have to understand, like, cultural and, like, racial and, like, like th- there's more than just a line on a border that says this is this and this is this. Um, you know, and at the end of the day, we've wasted a lot of money that we could have spent here yeah. um, destabilizing a region and killing a lot of people because America's in every proxy war. They're in everything. It is, but it's also hypocritical because they keep talking about how they want U- Ukraine deserves to be a country. Well, so does Hawaii, Puerto Rico, Guam, the Virgin Islands. What, what the fuck is deserves? 
In this world, listen, man, force makes. If you can't defend a thing, like, you walking through the hood, you know what I'm saying? You got $30,000 in your back pocket flashed out. You know what I'm saying? You trying to buy a little dime sack and shit, okay? You don't deserve to get robbed. But, nigga, you going to. Yeah, what's your relationship with force? And this is how we live. This is how we work in, like, a geopolitical framework. Like, why does a country like Iran want to have a nuclear weapon? So they can, like... Walk through the neighborhood safely. Walk through the... Exactly. I mean, Syria's been bombed three times this week by the IDF. You know when that shit would stop? If you're worried about something else coming back. Exactly. So, and this is is what they talk about with all these, all the nuclear proliferation, blah, 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 blah. Like, stop that. Like, you know, at at the end of the day, it's like, we get to bully you because we have bigger weapons. And that's geopolitics. I don't want it to be like that. I don't interact like that in my life where because I'm the strongest person, I get to rule the area. No, of course I'm not saying, but that is the nature of uh, of the world, unfortunately. It Um, is the material condition, which we must acknowledge. You know what I'm saying? You have to acknowledge the material conditions. That's the one thing that'll let you know, like, is this an ideology or is this shit workable? Okay, so I'm gonna gonna try to segue and keep this thing moving. Um, Russia, they got lots of oil, don't they? (laughs) Some of the largest proven reserves, but not just oil, uh, natural gas. They're sanctioned, you know? Can't get none of that. At least least America's not getting that. Europe is not getting that. Germany is certainly not getting that. Um, But uh, somebody else is getting that bag. Um, There's been intense conflicts between Iran and Saudi Arabia for quite some time. Um, You know, secular differences, so on and so forth. I'm a Muslim. I I don't like that kind of the secular secular thing. At the end of the day, Sunni and Shia, y'all, we got to work it out. You know what I mean? But, man, they look like they dapped it up and they hugged. And uh, China said, hey. Why are you why are you putting off these uh, white folks? Why are you doing that? China said, Kui Bono, who gains? Mm-hmm. If you motherfuckers are at war, who are you winning, Iran? Are you winning Saudi Arabia? So if no one's winning, if no one's gaining, why are you losing? Why don't y'all both stop losing? That's how you win. That's mm-hmm. how you gain. Kui Bono, peace, you will both gain. Um, and this has to go back to your boy Jump Off Joey B., um, who basically said he wanted to make Saudi Arabia a pariah uh, state. Talk that shit. Mm. Fuck around. Find out. Here in America, it doesn't matter what you say. You can say something today and it'll be de- something different tomorrow. In the city left, no, the streets is watching. And guess what? So do other countries. So do other news organizations. They keep in tabs on all these things. And uh, MBS decided to go, you know what? We don't need y'all. We're good. And uh, I'm just reading here right now. Are we talking about Syria? Bashar Assad, he... He's going. Um, he's going to uh, Saudi Arabia. You know, there, there there's conversations happening now. And we talk about, again, just want to bring up the Ukraine thing. I learned about this the other day. America has larger territory of Syria than Russia has territory in Ukraine. And America, worry about yourself, man. Worry about yourself. And in the United Nations, they're talking about that. You know what I'm saying? In the United Nations, you got people asking questions that are uncomfortable questions now. You know, we're talking about Putin as a war criminal. Motherfucker, Guantanamo's still open. Um, and we can talk more. There's so much news to talk about. I'm going to just keep this thing moving because it's, it's all there, and I'm going to get to y'all topics as what well. What about yourself? Yeah, facts. Uh, Chad <laughs> nationalizes their oil. Um, again, I don't know how much they're working with, but that's uh, incredibly big for them. Um, because uh, here's a book that uh, Tanky uh, put me up on. Uh, Stories of an Economic Hitman. Confession. Confessions <laughs> of an Economic Hitman. Uh 
you got to go out. It's just foundational. And when you when you look at what America's playbook is, it's you come into a country, it's big promises about what you're going to create. You're going to line the pockets of the rich people that are already there. You're going to, you know, use these big, um, you know, what do they call like uh, geo corporate uh, entities like Exxon or, or, or whatever it may be. And, few and, people get and rich. the NGO system. And what happens is a few people get rich. And the country just loses its resources. So Chad is seeing this, and they're going, "No, no, no, we're going to worry about ourselves," which is what America should be doing. Straight out of Wall Street, too. Hey, why y'all need to watch Wall Street too? You need to watch Wall Street. Equatorial New Guinea just replaced that with Chad. Yeah. And rumors that Equatorial New Guinea is uh, nationalizing their oil. Right, right. Again, which was just speculation, which is just what. Money is a fiat currency is just speculation. Okay, so I wanted to add that t- tidbit because I just want to keep keep going down in here. Okay, boom. Um, which brings me, I want to switch this up too because uh, your girl Kamala Harris was out in Africa checking out some nation, saying, "Hey, why y'all hanging out with China? They not good for you." Look at me. I'm black. I'm an African woman. We're not gonna do shit for you, but it's so symbolic that you got to take a photo with me. Do not come. Do not come. Uh, well, you know, we'll continue exploiting you and your country for your resources, but we're black, right? Or African-Americans. Yeah, but these <laughs> Russians and these Chinese motherfuckers want to build trains. They don't look like you, but, uh... I was wondering the other day, how many, um, how many countries did, uh, Russia colonize in Africa, the Soviet Union? That would be none. Uh, Not a fucking uh, single one, so you don't have that legacy of baggage. Anyway, so so she's out there, but a lot of people are against that. A lot of people are upset about her being there. Fred Mbembe, who is um, the uh, what do you call it? like a part of um, the Zambian government? Yeah, uh, he's, he's the opposition party. Uh, there you go. You know, he he basically came out. and He's like, look, we know what happened to Patrice Lumumba. We we know what happened to Thomas Sankara. We know what happened to uh, Gaddafi. Like, we see this. We know what's happening. Maybe America doesn't know. Maybe we don't see. Maybe we're just talking about um, the ICC and all the the European and American leaders that they decided to indict. No, the ICC only indicts African leaders. They only indict, uh, you know, they're African warlords, but really no smoke for any of these Blackwater types or any of these mercs or anything like that. Um, George W. Bush. Bush. How could George Cheney, was, yeah. Rumsfeld? I mean, uh. the, the most liberal pre, liberal president we have killed the most people with drones. I found out I was pretty good at killing. American presidents are war criminals, but there's no charges. Um, you know, so again, I think Americans should just worry about their country first. What about your fucking self? What about yourself? Uh, the last thing I wanted to bring up, we're going to get into uh, Tanky and Keita. I appreciate y'all patience. I clearly had a lot to say today. The Nord Stream Pipeline, y'all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We have got to stop playing the dance that it was Dr. Shivago and six of his buddies that hopped on uh, Conor McGregor's yacht and uh, blew up. There was the Klingons, man. (laughs) Space fucking aliens, man. You can't understand the seventh dimensional shit, man. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, third eye open. Um, Joe Biden... The, the Seymour Hersh has said it. If you if 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 you know, please just look up Seymour Hersh. And yeah, we're and, not here to advocate for this motherfucker, but a reporter is a reporter. I I, I extrapolate information that I need from whoever the fuck, per, personally. 
Um, it's not about personalities and things like that. It's like what you're talking about. Where are your receipts? Where is your proof? And Seymour Hirsch has a 30-year track record of receipts. That's all I'm saying. Um, everybody already knew when it happened. It was America. Everyone knew. They're only like... Biden said he was going to do it. I mean, he insinuated. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I ain't saying I took your motherfucking lunch money. But I did say that I would do it. But I did say I like your lunchbox. <laughs> and I'll do anything to get it. Oh, we'll get it done. That's what he said. Trust me. Yeah, it got done. This is backlash, y'all. At the end of the day, I know Americans don't care. Americans aren't tripped over about it. But I'm telling you, everyone else in the world is. And the, the story that they're giving and, and all of this stuff, at the end of the day, like... It just makes America, and because it is, America look, because we talk about perception, right? The perception of the dollar. The perception of America is, when I talk to my homies who are in India, who are in Palestine, who are in UAE, when I talk to my homies who are in Egypt, when I talk to my homies who are all over the world, what are they saying? Everybody looking at America like, that's a shithole country. Everybody's looking at America. They're seeing the amount of homeless population. They're seeing the uh, lack of health care. They're seeing a police brutality on black people in, in this country. They're seeing this. And they're going, what a shithole. But Americans are going, look at Chinese Uyghurs. Look at Iran. Look at, uh, they're poisoning their kids. W what are y'all talking about? America is deeply sick. It is deeply uh, uh, entrenched in white supremacy and all of these cr crazy uh, sociological uh, deficiencies and all of that. So, America, worry about yourself. What about yourself? Focus on what's happening here. I'm not saying that, I mean, we keep on geopolitics all the time, no matter what. So I'm not saying don't be informed of what, what's happening in the world. I'm not saying that countries, you know what I'm saying, like, um, you know, European countries and places like Japan, imperialist nations are not doing bad things, but they, they are. But America is number one in oppressive shit. Ever in the history of humanity and possibly the history of life in the universe. Um, so, America, worry about yourself. That was my time. Thank y'all so much. Thank you, what you got for me today. Yo, I think the Nord Stream thing ties right into what I'm talking about, right? Because when you look at America, right, what they've had over the world for really the past 80 years since World War II is economically they've had a stranglehold, but they're losing that, right? So when you see Nord Stream, it brings me right to what I want to talk about. It's interesting to me because Nord Stream being blown up, y'all may not even know what Nord Stream is. So let me let me give you that real quick. overview for the people. Nord Stream was like a literal super highway for petroleum products and light natural gas, compressed natural gas, that was sent directly from Siberia, okay, all the way to Europe. Uh, it allowed Europe to have cheap oil, uh, almost almost nothing. Uh, costs on natural gas, which people need for a variety of reasons, and as petrochemicals goes, burns the cleanest, right? You're talking about a literal super highway that's pumping hundreds of millions of barrels of fucking oil between Russia to Europe, okay? That was just magically blown the fuck up. Now, I know what you're thinking. Oh, it's easy to get to pipelines. Things happen to pipelines. Pipelines <laughs> rupture every day, B. <laughs> but this shit was like under fucking water, man. Deeply under water. Like super far. So like this is the kind of thing that only like SEALs could do. Shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, people who've had like extremely a decade specialized of, training. Exactly. Not dudes on a yacht. 
And it reminds me of kind of that abusive boyfriend, whereas like, if I can't have you, nobody can. Mm. Because my point is this, after long soul searching, I have finally come to understand why nothing was ever done as far as like the Paris Accords, as far as these environmental fucking regulations, why the greenhouse gases never went down, no matter what we said we were gonna do as a country. Everything is about speculation. People say that the dollar is a fiat currency that's not backed by anything, but that's not true. It's backed by oil. You couldn't trade for petroleum barrels pretty much anywhere in the world except that you use United States dollars as a reserve currency. And how long has sort of that been the status quo, would you say? Since World War II. So that's quite some time. Quite some time, almost 100 years. So for every barrel of oil that gets sold, those are American dollars that are in the global economy. If you start to do real carbon capture, if you start to do depreciation of the utilization of petroleum, what you're talking about is literally undercutting the thing that inflates all of the dollar's value. You cannot trade for petroleum except for with a fucking dollar. So if you stop trading petroleum or you trade less petroleum, the dollar has less value. But the United States has pissed so many fucking countries off, even they are de-dollarizing. This is shit that dead-ass, no conspiracy theory, used to get you fucking killed. This is what got Muammar Gaddafi killed. Fuck what you heard. The moment he decided to de-dollarize his petroleum, damn shame what happened yeah, to that boy. He was a, you know, when he was a, um, a dictator. What happened to that boy? Yeah. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Dead ass, yeah. right? So then when Joey B goes talking all that pariah shit, he's talking all that pariah shit, Saudi Arabia hears that shit. They start de-dollarizing. They decide we're only going to trade for our oil with China in the yuan, which is China's fucking currency, right? That takes literally hundreds of billions of dollars off the fucking global board, which means you can't do shit like what America did in Afghanistan. Oh, we just gonna hold on to your seven billion because it's all dollars. The United States can determine what happens. The FDIC, not the FDIC, the Federal Reserve um, can decide what happens with dollars, who to accept dollars from, who not to, because you control that currency. Well, you don't control the yuan. You can't sanction that shit. Countries are gonna trade for that, especially BRICS. Countries are gonna trade for that. And Saudi Arabia wants to be part of BRICS. It's scary to me because it makes me think about what with this Nord Stream shit, if they can't have you, no one will. Once they realized the United, that Europe was going to be uh, economically tied to Russia, they decided to literally physically do something about it, right? As the American global hegemony, economic hegemony slips and starts to falter, and as China begins to ascend, we're seeing all these new provocations, all these new reasons why we gotta have war with fucking China. Sherry, scary shit, but worry about your motherfucking self. Worry about yourself. Because <laughs> guess what's not gonna happen? We're not gonna stop uh, mining lithium in uh, these countries and cooing whoever we want, uh, says That's Elon y'all Musk. favorite fucking uh, tech bro, Elon fucking uh, Musk. They be stuck, man. Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos are gonna make it possible. No, they're not making anything possible. But the... the- I'm sorry. No, they're, you know, maybe they're employees. The people that they've hired can make some things happen, but they're not making anything happen. So the bright side for the economy, and that's the TLDR on all this shit is, 
now that these huge petroleum producing company countries are company country wow how could a, a person make that mistake um as they, right as they begin to de-dollarize all of a sudden the united states i mean after joey b gets gone because right now you know he's on his own fucking shit he got fucking germany using coal and shit but once he gets gone right the next couple of presidents, strong moves. Oh, we got to be environmentally friendly. We got to cap the fucking petroleum use. Yeah, because them shits ain't traded in dollars no more. Now that it's no longer the overt threat of tanking the American banking system, now, finally, maybe we can get some climate justice. I'm out. What you got for us, Muscle? Um, so, child labor is making a comeback because, you know, the United States and capitalism are really cl- tied closely together. Uh, I think it's it's sad but interesting because uh, a lot of my friends and folks approach me because I have really firm stances on some things, especially when it comes to censorship around children, that I don't believe in censorship, that I do believe that we need to engage children in a variety of media and context and what's going on, but that given the state of the world as it is now, we are not living in a utopia as much as I wish we were, given the state of the world now, that there are children going through horrific, horrendous things and issues and problems that adults aren't addressing because, you know, they want to keep drag shows away from kids instead. Just ridiculous. Um, <laughs> this, this, this shit that doesn't matter. Just yeah. This stupid so, woke thing. Right. So um, violations of child labor laws have been on the rise since 2015. So this is not necessarily new. It's just trended far enough that some states have begun repealing their child labor laws. Uh, Minnesota, Iowa, and Missouri immediately come to mind. Minnesota and Iowa actually want to allow some teenagers to work in construction and meatpacking plants, um, which, you know, they're saying it's better for the economy. Kids really need to learn responsibilities and, and learning, uh, like, how to navigate finances. This is Bullshit. (laughs) Let's just be real. Um, When we talk about how many people died from COVID, millions of Americans have died. And that a lot of adults have now said, we're unionizing. We're not putting up with the shit of low wages. Minimum wage hasn't increased for decades at this point and is now so far behind inflation that nobody working full-time on minimum wage can afford to live in a one-bedroom home. But it doesn't doesn't work. It doesn't matter because you're not going to pass a credit fucking check anyway. So you're not going to be able to get a fucking house. Getting a house is so incredibly violent, y'all. It's so invasive. I was listening to um, on Instagram the other day. It was a video of Cassidy from Philadelphia. I know you're not big Cassidy fans, but I grew up a Cassidy fan, and he was talking about one of the big reasons why... um, artists mainly get signed between the ages of 16 and 22 is because they really don't have any business savvy they're not they you know you get a bag and you're just happy to have one you don't understand you have to pay all that money back and you have to do all these things children are easy to exploit you remember i don't know if i was telling y'all this i was like oh when i'm growing up i'm gonna make a billion dollars and buy a bugatti yeah yeah hey i was a communist and i planned to be a millionaire before i was 40 so every kid i talk to when we go and we work with young people and we're like, hey, if you could have any wish, what would you have? People like, I want to be rich. Yeah. Yeah, and that's exactly why kids are easy to exploit in these systems. Um, and that 
these child labor violations are already happening when states are trying to repeal their child labor laws. Uh, part of the issue, of course, as we are all aware, is that Iowa, in addition to advocating for repealing some child labor law restrictions, also wanted to lessen their business's civil liability if these kids were sick, injured, or killed on the job. That's what they decided for. But even like states like New Jersey have expanded how long teens can work because they're like, oh, there's just nobody available and teens really need to start learning this responsibility. Uh, Arkansas even repealed um, its child labor law, which was that uh, children under 16 were required to submit state documentation in order to work. And then the state would say, how many hours are they working? What are their duties and responsibilities? And follow up with it. And Arkansas now says, well, if you're younger than 16, your parents should be able to do whatever they want with you, including exploit you for your labor. And I think this goes in contrast with parents actually exploiting their children as influencers on social media platforms as well. This is a Hollywood thing too, right? All the kids who are child actors their parents just take their money allow them to be abused and all that crazy stuff yes because kids don't actually we're saying like we want kids to learn this financial responsibility and this is why i always say look at people's actions and the actions are is not we're not protecting children these violations have increased since 2015 the businesses are actually trying to reduce their liability but that also these are a lot of migrant children and children of immigrants and refugees who are being told to go into these packing plants uh sanitation packers sanitation Sanitation services is one of the biggest violators. They had to pay like one point something million. But for them, they're like, well, paying the fine is cheaper than stopping child labor. Like, this is great free labor for them by exploiting people who try to come to this country for opportunities. I see this is this is fascinating to me because both of you motherfuckers are okay with teenagers in the X Games, where you could like do a triple backflip and die. If they make their choice, you sit down. You're like, hey, here are the consequences. Here are my very real, valid fears as an adult who cares for you, which is that you will get severely and supremely injured doing or this. Dead. Do you still? But I did crazy shit as a kid. How am I as an adult then going to be like? You can't do crazy shit, but yeah, I did crazy shit. We're not shit. saying that skateboarding and working eight hours in a meatpacking plant is the same, though. I mean, what's happening here is not, should kids go out and, you know, I'm a big advocate for kids should be able to do really what they want to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, of course, we have, I listen to my parents because, you know, that they was like taking care of me. You know what I'm saying? But after a while, they stopped so, and uh, I had to move on. But what, what I'm saying is... um we want to exploit people and ex- this is what capitalism is I and mean, you could talk to Marx about this but it's the business of exploiting um and you can exploit young people and and this is what my parents said i'll never forget this my dad when i first got my job at hungry howie's pizza a home of the flavored crust by the way wow <laughs> <laughs> um you know he was like I'm, I'm so proud of you i've never been so proud of you you know and i was already struggling in school I was already struggling with my mental health. A job is exactly the last shit you needed. That's exactly the last shit any kid needs. You want to hop on a skateboard and have fun? Yeah, we should encourage you to have fun. We should encourage you to live your childhood. And it's so... And, and in many ways, it's also like this is how why we talk about America worry about yourself, but also levels of poverty that result in the the repeal of child labor laws that capitalism at its core. We can never forget the industrialization age and how Chicago 
meat packing industry literally was like, yeah, there's going to be, I don't know, 20% human, and then that's fine. Up until we put in what? regulations and policies in place to say, actually, our meatpacking facility should have no amount. But because people, like adults, were having to deal with machinery that cuts off your limbs, that like can seriously and gravely injure you. And now we're saying... Oh, yeah, kids should be in those. They should be in the heat working 16-hour days. And it's like capitalism wants to go back to free labor and how it can ever exploit that. And at its core, like, we have to really examine why is making money this fucking important? That our families and our friends are so poor, they're now selling their children again in order to bring some minimum income into the household? Yeah, I mean, I hear you. I mean, I guess the only thing I would say on all of this is I could see maybe legislation where we say certain jobs are too dangerous. But again, you can't get away from the hazard and potential of danger for things like uh, the X Games. I mean, that shit is dangerous, man. That's why we love to watch it. People do fall. People do harm themselves. What's the amount of injuries? I don't know. That are life changing. Very but, small compared to a meatpacking situation. Okay. You talk sure. about, you know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, what's the numbers? If the numbers are, there are, you know, 70 young, you know, p- young people a year who die from skateboard accidents, maybe. But, you know, like, if that number isn't there, it's just a potential of, well, maybe they could get hurt. I played football. Sure. Okay. I played football very early. I wrestled. I'm going to tell you right now, football is much more violent than uh, a guy flying up in, in, you know, in the air and, and doing that with pads and all those things. So, you know, that's my only question. And I have to say that there are already laws in place. There are some federal laws, definitely some state laws. And Packers san- companies like Packers Sanitation Services are like, well, fuck it. We don't care about the law because it's cheaper to employ the kids than pay the fines. There aren't enough consequences for them to stop. Yeah, man, it's all fucking bad. And I think uh, what it wraps up to is uh, worry about yourself. You want me to help, Rose? No. Thank you. No, thank you. What do you want me to do? Worry about yourself. <laughs> worry about yourself. I have one more. Did y'all have any quick hits? I have one. Um, I just wanted to say this because I was at the... Um, uh, PSLDC open mic yesterday. Shout out to PSLDC. Much love to them. Uh, Party for uh, Socialism and Liberation in D.C. Um, we're not a member, but we are some, uh, you know, we're collaborators, I guess. But, uh, of course, we show love to the people who are um, making the movement move. And uh, they brought to my attention that since 2018, rent has went up 25 per cent in Washington, D.C., and they are now about to raise the, um, what do you call it, the uh, the rent-controlled housing. Um, it's about to go up for the first time since the pandemic. I think it's going to be a 7.3% increase. People who are already struggling to pay their rent. Um, housing is an incredibly big problem here in the United States, and we just saw that Jeff Bezos is now proposing that, um, you know, instead of being a landlord and owning a house and renting it out, you uh, join a bunch of other investors and there's a group of people now that are the landlord and they eat off of you know what your rent situation is so- and to be clear it's not housing that's a problem because there are literally enough homes in the United States to house everybody it's the exploitation of housing that's the problem yeah and you know if and because and, and again it just goes back to the whole thing America worry about yourself because worry about yourself like when the economy is bad, you got to find places where money is always coming in. 
And what do people have to have? Got to have a house. Got to have a way to work. That's yeah. real I mean, estate. You need housing control. for everything. You need housing to get your, well, all of the tracking that they want to do on you through your state-issued ID or driver's license. Plus, like you said, you have to have it for the WT so that you can get a job, so that you can get any services, especially if you need something like food stamps. You have to have an address on file. Like, like it's what I'm saying is it's completely unsustainable. Like the the rent pricing, rent rent, rent is through the roof, and um, uh, I, I don't know anybody really in my immediate um, association group or friend group that is not struggling with rent or what they're going to be doing in the next ten years. Um, and I don't think it's like that everywhere. Even incredibly poor people who live other places, who live in a shack somewhere. Ten years ago, if you lived in China, your life is better now than it was then. Ten years ago, well, here, now people were you are making more on their stories, or less? Right? Yeah, like I, I think somebody even went on Twitter and they were like, when I was a, a student trying to get my law degree, I was able to afford a one-bedroom apartment. And now as an, a, a licensed attorney, I can't afford that same apartment. And that's how egregious things have gotten. And that we, again, right, like there are trends that are just going to reoccur in capitalism because it is about exploiting the system and accumulating as much capital and wealth as possible. Fuck everybody else. And everybody repeating the same bullshit without any understanding of these systems. I'm sorry that your senile grandpa is going to continue to fucking lecture you about financial responsibility when he had the GI Bill pay for his fucking college debt and motherfucking bought his home for $5,000. And fuck landlords, quite honestly, because they're still exploiting the sense of housing, which is that people deserve to live in a house. You shouldn't have to pay for that. I feel like if we're saying this is a basic human right, it should be for free. Capitalism can't envision giving anything for free, even though it would solve a lot of problems around health, people's health, crime statistics, etc. And yet here we are talking. And I mean, it will get as bad as the Irish people know when British landlords absolutely were like, well, you can give us these potatoes to pay for your rent or you can starve and die. That's what we're going to be at. This These investors the, don't give a shit. And this is the part of crime and punishment where they started coming for the pawnbrokers and the landlords. Uh, classic. Lit. Yeah, ain't get a guillotine. Uh, I, I do want to mention the crack That's team. the French. But okay, well, well, how do you say guillotine in English? Uh, the crime and punishment is, is Russia, but I understand. How do you say it in Russian? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I'm not a, a, a Putin fucking uh, bot, Putin. okay? Uh, the crack know. team did some research on the skateboard thing. I just wanted to say, just to, to go back to your point, 73,000 people are injured in skateboards per year. So it's your point. Good point. Anyway. That's a lot. Um, y'all, that's our first Inner City Lev episode. Uh Look, we got tons of episodes. Look, look, we, we, we got years and years of podcasts uh, under um, Exit the Matrix and now um, or two public polls now, Inner City Left. Um, we, you know, we, we get our Patreon stuff together. But, hey, follow us on Instagram, y'all. This better encapsulates everything we're doing from the music to the art to the activism, Inner City Left. Um, yes. Follow us on Instagram, Inner City Left. Uh, follow Lil Tanky That Could on Instagram. I'm underscore mean TMK. Uh, we have tons of great music out right now. I, I think I'm uh, going to go ahead and stamp what we do with Socialist Trap. That's what we're doing right now. Socialist Trap music. If that's something that you think you're into, just type Lil Tanky or a mean TMK into any uh, music streaming service, whether it be SoundCloud, YouTube, Apple, um, Spotify, Tidal, Deezer, so on and so forth. And um, 
yeah. Final words or anything else y'all want to add um, after a phenomenal and great episode. Y'all look great, by the way. Y'all look because great. I'm beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> look, we're, uh, we're glad to be back, y'all. Video, you can see our beautiful faces. Y'all been begging, thirsty ass motherfuckers. You finally get to see it. Yeah, at least, uh, at least some of it. Before You're not going to see my off. face. So, yeah. <laughs> right, Nakita's, uh, yeah, clandestine over there. Okay, um, <clears throat> Inner City Left, Amin TMK, a little tanky that could. Uh, Kita the muscle, uh, stay woke, stay hydrated, uh, and we out. <laughs>